The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, 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 and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is July 27th, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris, a.k.a. William is Bill. Hope you all are having a wonderful day. Today, we are finalizing the series, uh, the final series of the breakdown of the draft needs by division. And yes, I said we. Today, I have joining me the man, the myth, the legend, Steven Vitovich. How you doing today, Steven? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I just got done. Uh, did a little bit of puzzling uh, this evening. So uh, my mind is sharp, feeling good, ready to talk some draft prospects. That's right. The draft is coming up on Thursday and inching closer. We can't wait. And uh, you want to talk, t- uh, tell the people about what you do at HoopBall since you're a HoopBall veteran. And I probably wouldn't be in the position I'm in if it weren't for you. So I want to thank you for that. But you can tell them about what you do at HoopBall. Yeah, um, well, you're 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 very kind there. Those are kind words. Uh, I am, uh, I guess, one of the assistant editors over at Hoopball. I do a lot of the um, the articles, the blurbs that you see um, when you're frantically looking at your fantasy team. You want to know who's who's gonna step up with a player injured. Um, right now, we're we're gearing up for the draft guide, which is gonna be uh, you know already started wrote the first article for the draft guide today. Um, and if you guys want to subscribe uh, to Hoopball Fantasy Pass, you'll get all the draft guide content for the next few months, all the way until uh, your draft start in September or October. Um, so get in now and you'll beat all the competition. Perfect, perfect. Exactly. Hoop-ball.com. Um, so yeah, today we'll be going over the Pacific Division, which consists of the Phoenix Suns, the LA Clippers, LA Lakers, Golden State Warriors, and the King and the Kings. And we're also going to go over the Southwest Division, which consists of the Mavericks, Grizzlies, Spurs, Pelicans, and Rockets. Um, so yeah, I figured this would be an interesting idea. We're wrapping it up with the last two divisions. So let's get straight to it, like it's nothing to it. Uh, so we're going to start with the Pacific Division with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they finished with a 51-21 and 21 record, finished second in the West. Obviously, they made it to the finals, almost had a victory over the Bucks, but they couldn't pull it through. Uh, they have pick 29 and pick 29 only. Uh, their free agents coming up for next year are Cameron Payne, Abdel Nader, Tory Craig, Langston Galloway, Frank Kaminsky, Etwan Moore, Tashawn Alexander. So that's a lot of free agents. None of them are really starters or big names, but that's a lot of free agents. How do you feel about the Suns' future, Stephen? You know, I think that um, they're looking really good. Obviously, they had a fantastic season. Um, biggest question mark is what's going to happen with Chris Paul, but all expectations are that he'll return to Phoenix, it seems. Um their biggest area of need, and we saw it in the postseason, is uh, somebody to back up DeAndre Ayton. So that's the only big area of need other than just increasing their depth, improving their depth like all teams are doing 
uh, in the off season, but that is the biggest glaring need I see on the roster is, is up front, um, backing up Aiden, especially with Sarge now out for the season with that ACL. Right. I agree. Um, they do have Jalen Smith that they drafted last year in the lottery. I'm not sure if he's going to be a four or a five or if they even trust him to play at all. But um, with that in consideration, I consider their two biggest needs to me were point guard and a big. Um, and then with the 29th pick, like you said, how they struggled in the playoffs behind age Aiden and Sarge is out. I haven't taken Isaiah Todd, uh, the 6'10 big man from the G League. He'll probably be a power forward probably in the league. But I believe he can do everything that they need. Uh, he averaged 12 and 5 and one assist, almost one block per game. Can shoot the J, which is needed uh, offense for that power four spot. Can even shoot the three-pointer, a good floor spacer. So I think he has really good potential. And we'll see what they do in free agency, if they want to get sign Cameron Payne back or, you know, draft some, a point guard at that 29th spot. It depends on what Chris Paul does, of course, also. So any more new thing you, anything else you want to say about the Phoenix Suns? Um, no, other than the fact that Phoenix Suns fans should be really happy right now. I mean, it's been a long yeah. way back for them. So, uh, hopefully they can keep the band together and, and, you know, I think they'll have a tougher time next year. Um, I think everything fell in their, you know, the way it fell the best way possible for them this year, but, uh, got a promising young core and, uh, Isaiah Todd would be a nice addition. Right, right. As long as Chris Paul stays, they're in good shape. So we'll see. But uh, up next, we have the L.A. Clippers, who finished 47 and 25, which was fourth in the West. They lost in the conference, Western Conference Finals to the Suns. They have pick 25. Their free agents coming up are Patrick Patterson, Nicholas Batum, Reggie Jackson, DeMarcus Cousins, Amir Coffey, and Jay Scrub. How do you feel about the Clippers next year? I think that you got to be really bummed with the news about Kawhi. I mean, that's going to be uh, the story in L.A. for the whole offseason. Um, I believe he has a player option. Um, and I think he'll probably opt out for a longer term contract, either with the Clippers or or uh, head to another team. Um, but that's just really sad. I mean, Paul George is going to try and hold down the fort. Um, we're definitely going to see more Luke Kennard next year. Uh, we'll see if Terrence Mann is the real deal. Um, I It's just a, it's a sad scenario. Um, Clippers just never seem to, to have uh, everything fall in, in, in the right place. Uh, never made it to the finals uh, to date. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's. It's going to be interesting with their future. Terrence Mann definitely should have a great year next year. Um, I have them with their biggest needs as a center to upgrade from uh, Zub- what's his name? Zubak, yeah, <laughs> and a point guard to upgrade from Reggie Jackson slash Patrick Beverly. But with the 25th pick, I have them taking Charles Bassey, the center from Western Kentucky, average almost 18 points and 11 boards per game, three blocks per game. Uh, he dominates the paint on both ends, runs the court very well, can even shoot three. So I think he'll be the perfect fit for the Clippers, and he can develop into a DeAndre Ayton type of center. Uh, but, yeah, they are going to need Kawhi to come back as quick as possible, <laughs> but hopefully he won't miss all of next year. 
Uh, so we can move right along to the Lakers. Uh, they finished 42 and 30, which is seventh in the West. They lost to Phoenix in the first round. They only have pick 22. Their free agents are Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, Alex Caruso, Jared Dudley, Marquise Morris, Taylor Horton Tucker, Andre Drummond, Ben McLemore, Costas Antetokounmpo, Devontae Kekuk. So a ton of them, actually. <laughs> so what do you think the Lakers should head next year? What direction? I think they need playmaking. Um, that's LeBron is, you know, in his upper 30s age-wise. So they're going to need to find some sort of playmaker either in the draft or in free agency or through a trade. Um, perhaps, you know, they can do a sign and trade with uh, either Schroeder or, or Harrell because uh, it doesn't seem like either of them will be in the future of the Lakers based on last season and everything we've heard so far. So I'd say playmaking would be the biggest need. Obviously, you know, they shooting uh, would be my second choice um, mm-hmm. if I was the Lakers GM, but I would be focusing uh, most importantly on somebody who can handle the ball and create for others. That is perfect. That's who I have them selecting, a player that can do such. I have their needs as point guard, shooting guard, and center. Uh, but that playmaker is definitely important. I have them select Ayo Dasunmu, the 6'5 guard from Illinois, averaged 20 points per game, can shoot the three very well, won the Bob Cousy Award, nice handle, uh, one of the best guards in the country. He reminds me of a mixture of Colin Sexton and Buddy Hill. Put them two together, you kind of have Ayo Dasunmu. He even had two triple-doubles in college, which is rare. So he can do it all. It just depends on the Lakers. If they want a rookie in there, they they probably will look to trade the pick. They like veterans. But if they take a rookie, I think Ayo Desumu is a great fit for them. Now, for the main event, uh, Steven's team, <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. They finished 39-33, and 33, which was ninth in the West. Uh, they have picks 7 and 14 which are two great picks. Uh, their free agents are Kelly Oubre, Kent Bazemore, Jordan Bell, and Nico Mannion. Steven, I hand the floor over to you. What should the Warriors do with these two lottery picks? Oh, man, I don't even think that Bob Myers knows at this point what they're going <laughs> to do with these picks. I mean, first of all, Kelly Oubre's gone. That's that's oh, yeah. a, a, a sure thing. Um are they going to trade Andrew Wiggins? I mean, he did show market improvement uh, on defense last year. He was really good uh, for the Warriors. I mean, sure, he's got a big contract, but I kind of like Wiggins with this with this group. Um, mm-hmm. I had a crazy thought um, about five minutes before we started recording that uh, with the Grizzlies trading to that 10th pick and talk of them perhaps wanting to move even further up in the draft. Could the Warriors trade from the seventh pick down to the 10th pick and get somebody who has a little bit more experience on that Grizzlies roster? Perhaps, you know, you got Desmond Bain, you got Grayson Allen, um, maybe even a Justice Winslow if he could uh, stay healthy. You know, could the Warriors dangle that seventh pick and move a few slots down in the draft and be able to get somebody. I mean, the positive thing about Allen and Desmond Bain, their shooters um, can't really create that much for others. But I was just thinking uh, the Grizzlies traded up to the 10th pick, which I know we'll get into later, but 
could the Warriors try and trade a few spots down and get uh, a player with a little bit more experience uh, to add to this group? Because I don't think anyone the Warriors are going to take at number seven is going to help them win a playoff series in their rookie year. Uh, it's it's so rare for somebody to come in and perform that well. So maybe they look at trading out of the seventh pick, and perhaps the Grizzlies are a – they have a really interesting roster filled with a lot of young talent um, that has more experience than anybody the Warriors would pick seventh. So it's just an idea. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's a good point, but I think that will probably be if all other trade options fail. Because how do you feel about the talks about trying to acquire Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal? Do you think that's off the table? No, I don't think it's off the table. It seems like Beal is the more um, intriguing option for uh, the stars for some reason, based on reports that are out there. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually personally uh, would prefer Damian Lillard. Um, maybe it's a little bit of bias because he's from Oakland and he'd be reunited in his hometown. Uh, but the reason why I like Damian Lillard more than Beal is just the clutch shooting that he provides. I think uh, he would probably become the team's most clutch shooter in the fourth quarter if the Warriors were able to get Lillard. The only downside of, of, of pulling a trade like that is you lose Wiggins, so you lose a good amount of defense. Uh, on the wing, right. on the perimeter. Um, neither Lillard or Beal would be able to um, to offer that. Uh, and you're also sacrificing the future. And sure, the team is in a win-now mode, but as a fan, I would rather not go into a full rebuild after this core ages out, and I'd like to have some pieces in place. So I would prefer to make some moves on the on the fringes. I would prefer... Um, to have some some young talent on the roster, not named Alan Smilagich. Um, so <laughs> uh, I would <laughs> probably point. say no to the Lillard and Beal conversation wow. based on the asking price that I know would be out there. Um, but if I would have to choose one, I would choose Lillard over Beal. Oh, see, I would choose Beal just for defensive purposes because if you had uh, Steph and Lillard, uh, Steph and Dame, that would be pretty tough. Clay Thompson already kind of covers for Steph. How do you think that would work defensively? Offensively, it would be, it would be it incredible. Would be, it would be awful defensively. And Clay's yeah, coming yeah. off the Achilles. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only uh, thing. So that might be why the players uh, favor and Beal. Very true. Very true. So I, I – what do you think about uh, the 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 trade down with Memphis if they if they wanted to move a few more spots up to get uh, their guy? I think as long as they get someone that that can plug in and help them now, yes. But if you're just gonna get a backup guy like um, Justice Winslow, you gotta make sure he's healthy because you could just be moving back for nothing. If, you know, he did he's done nothing the last two or three years really. I like yeah. his talent, but. They got to make sure they get the right person if they do move back. And let's say they keep that pick. Um, what do you think about uh, James Booknight right there? Oh, I love James Booknight. I actually have him going eighth, the next pick to um, 
Orlando Magic. But that would be a great pick for the Warriors as well. See if you like who I have slotted to them at seven. Have you heard of Alperin Sengun? Yes. Yeah, right. I like him. You know, I know you guys have Wiseman, but he's the big man that can score and, and he's super skilled. I think in his future, if he keeps developing, he can be Demontis Sabonis like, has a great touch. He's the MVP of the Turkish League, which is one of the top international leagues. So if you wanted to stray away from uh, Wiseman, I think Alperin Sengun would be a great selection. Um, you know, it's up to it's up to the Warriors, whichever. Uh, direction they want to head in and at pick number 14 I have them taking Keon Johnson I don't really love his game I think he's pretty raw and needs a lot of development which is not a great fit for the Warriors but at pick 14 you got to take the guy with the most potential probably on the board left and that would be Keon Johnson I really don't love that fit for you guys but that's who I have going to the Warriors because of what he can develop into but it depends on how much the Warriors want to wait that but i do think they're going to make some trades i i think i think it's inevitable that they will make a trade it it's just yeah. depends if it's going to be a blockbuster or something uh like on the on the periphery definitely definitely so we're going to move on to the sacramento kings uh, they were 31 and 41 and they were 12th in the west they have picked 9 and 39 their free agents are rashawn holmes that's the big one Maurice Harkless, Hassan Whiteside, Terrence Davis, and Kyle Guy. So for me, their biggest needs are a center, power forward, small forward. Do you agree? Um, is signing Rashawn Holmes a must? What do you think about the Kings? Signing Rashawn Holmes should be their top priority. Their top mm-hmm. priority should be defense. I mean, this team has not played that. They were 30th in the league and defensive rating and i think it was by a pretty wide margin to the to the 29th team in the league which i believe was the blazers same division uh so i i just think that whoever they draft they need to draft somebody who has defensive potential and i agree with you the small forward power forward center um those are the biggest needs they got halliburton and fox um healed you know who knows if he's going to be on the roster next year um, but they got a nice little core in the backcourt, but they need defense everywhere else. And uh, if they re-sign Rashawn Holmes, he's he's a solid defender, but maybe a guy like, um, maybe it's too early, but maybe a guy like Usman Garuba, that, that, the guy out of Spain, um, he's supposed to be a pretty good defender, right? Would he be a good fit there? He's supposed to be a great defender, but if there's one person I hate in this draft, it's Usman Garuba. <laughs> but everyone else seems to love him. So, obviously, I could be wrong on that one, but he has no offensive game. But, I mean, he would be a good defensive fit. for With the ninth pick, I have them selecting Moses Moody. If he's available, I think that would be a great fit. He can um, come right in behind Harrison Barnes. I think he could be a better improved Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes has been on the trade market in the last few years, and they haven't really moved him. But if you draft Moody, you can move Harrison Barnes and get younger. He's a 6'6", small forward from Arkansas. He reminds me a little bit of Sadiq Bey, a uh, great three-point shooter, spot-up shooter, and he has a huge seven-foot wingspan. So I think he'll have a nice long career and bring some offense along with the defense. For their 39th pick, I have him taken Philip Petrusev. I think he's a big man that could, if they don't resign Rashawn Holmes, 
he's a center that could develop into uh, Yusuf Nurkic type, or I don't, I don't want to say Jokic, but he has the potential to be great. Uh, he's seven footer from Serbia, has a soft touch, can even shoot the three. He played in Gonzaga for two years too, and played great there. Played great in Serbia. If he falls to thirty nine, that would be a steal for the Kings. But you think the Kings have? They've been talking about um, trading. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, do you think that would be wise and what they could do next year? You know, I mean, I don't really get that move because who are they gonna who are they gonna replace him with? Are they gonna give Tyrese Halliburton the keys to the offense and have Buddy Heald alongside him, who seems to be much more unhappy in Sacramento than Fox does? I, I don't know what they would be getting back for Fox, but it would have to be um, a pretty nice. Um, nice player or a lot of draft capital back. Um, although I guess if they don't believe in Fox, is uh, max or close to max contract will kick in. So maybe now well, would I be heard, the time. Um, I heard that talking Ben Simmons. Would you go that route? I mean, it that actually. I think I would do it if I was the Kings. Yeah, I think really? if a package coming back had Ben Simmons, yeah, then they they finally get some defensive help. Uh, yeah, they. I don't know um, if they might need to make a, a change at their head coaching position. Um, Definitely. Might. <laughs> but yeah, I would do Ben Simmons for Fox. Would you? Well, it would work probably well for both teams. If you believe Tyrese Halliburton can play the point, would you move Ben Simmons to a forward or still have him play point? I think I would move him to like a Draymond Green uh, type. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, you do that, I think it'll work good for both teams. So the Kings have some interesting possibilities in their future. So we're going to move to the Southwest Division with the Dallas Mavs. They finished 42-30, and 30, which was fifth in the West. Lost in the first round to the Clippers. Their free agents are Boban, Marjanovic, Nikola Melli, J.J. Redick, Tim Hardaway Jr. Unfortunately, they have no picks in this draft, so they cannot improve the team through the draft. They have to go through free agency unless they trade into the draft by making future draft picks available. Or you can sometimes you can buy draft picks for money, so... Do you think the Mavs have a huge glaring need or we can just get past them since they have no picks? I mean, I do think their needs would be, you know, everywhere other than Luka Doncic, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and they need to they need to add some talent around him, um, some secondary playmakers, some shooters. Um, Josh Richardson was a was a bust last year for them. Mm-hmm. Seth Curry would have probably um been a much better fit uh than richardson so uh i could see them buying into the draft in the second round if they like somebody but uh they'll probably make their moves uh on the trade market free agency yeah i totally agree i heard they are making tim hardaway jr a priority so he should be back but other than that we will have to see next for the memphis grizzlies they finished 38 and 34 which was eighth in the west they lost in the first round to the Jazz. Now, with the trade they have made, we didn't even talk about that trade, did we, Steven? <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> well, what better time than now? Um, the Memphis Grizzlies made a trade with the New Orleans Pelicans. 
they swapped their, both picks, first and second, and they swapped Jonas Valanciunas and for Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams. So it was a complete shift there. So the main key factor was Memphis moved from 17 to 10 as far as affecting this draft slot. Um, Memphis only has two free agents, Kelly and Tilly, they drafted last year, and Sean McDermott. In my opinion, uh, with that 10th pick, well, who do you, what positions do you think they need now that they've made that trade? You know, they, their roster uh, is just filled with guys on uh, affordable veteran contracts mm-hmm. or rookie contracts, or it was before this trade. Now they bring in Stephen Adams and Eric Bledsoe. I guess Eric Bledsoe was reported earlier today by uh, Chris Haynes that uh, he's probably not going to be with the team to start camp. Um, so they don't need to worry about th- that guy in their rotation. Um, I don't really see any huge glaring needs uh, for the Grizzlies. Maybe they could use a wing. Um, to try and uh, to help out uh, Kyle Anderson. You know, Stephen Adams will be there, but perhaps also they could look at a big man um, with their pick at 10. Uh, I guess there was also some reporting that maybe they're trying to move up again in the draft, which is what I was talking about with the, with the Warriors trading down, if possible. So I guess I would say a wing... Um, that could uh, bring some playmaking to the table uh, or a big um, to back up or even start over Steven Adams. Or perhaps they'll start Jaron Jackson Jr. at center. I, I, I don't know exactly what their plan is for Steven Adams at this point. Right. Yeah, that's that's key um, because they can start Jaron Jackson at center. They also have Brandon Clark to play power four and they drafted Xavier Tillman last year, who played some good minutes for them as a big also. So we will have to see. Um, there's been a lot of talk about them selecting Josh Giddy at 10. Uh, but they, like you said, they could possibly be trying to move up even higher. Josh Giddy is a fine point guard, in my opinion. I don't love his game. He's not an offensive player. I mean, he's, he's mainly a passer. He's like a Ricky Rubio, but taller. I don't think he's worth a lottery pick, but a lot of people think he is, so we will see. I, I had the Pelicans selecting Davion Mitchell at 10. I think the Grizzlies should still take him at 10, even though they don't really have a need for him necessarily, but I just think he's the most talented player on the board. So it's interesting to see what direction the Grizzlies will go in. Uh, but I definitely I had him selecting Franz Wagner at 17 because I think he could play the Kyle Anderson role but we shall see. And if Moody, who I had selected going to Sacramento at nine, falls to 10, that would be a perfect fit as well. So, and yeah, they just need depth, but they don't need much. But clearly they have someone in mind. So we will see. Can you, I have one other question on this Grizzlies team. Uh, Mm -hmm. Is there a team that's drafted better in recent years? Because you look at their contracts on basketball reference and, I think it's my favorite ro- young roster in the entire NBA right now. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, getting Desmond Bain last year was a steal. They got John Contra, who's a good young player as well. All those $2 million contracts look great on their roster. <laughs> Absolutely. Even Brandon, Brandon Clark's still making them $2 million. That's That's crazy. 
Uh, yeah. It's what afforded they, them to be able to take on that money of Bledsoe and Adams. Uh, the, mm-hmm. I think this this front office, whoever they take, I think he's going to be a really good addition based on their track yeah. record. Yeah, I say Memphis and the Raptors are killing it in the draft lately and the developmental process. So up next, we have the Spurs, who are 33 and 39, which was 10th in the West. They have picked 12 and 41. Their free agents are DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, Patty Mills, Trey Lyles, Gorgie Zing, Kata Bates Bates Diop, and Quindary Weatherspoon. How do you feel the Spurs will fare next season? You know, I think it's going to be time to turn the page completely over to the the future of the team. Um, You know, DeRozan could come back. but I also I think maybe he would want to go to a more competitive team and try and win uh, a championship. So I think they got a really nice, solid backcourt. Um, I think that what they could use in the draft is either a wing or a big man. Um, Jakob Podol is a, a nice big. Um, I don't know if he's going to be, you know, the big of the future. Uh, for them. So I think they could upgrade at that center spot uh, or at power forward. They could use some help. And I think they could obviously replace uh, the wings that they had uh, that are free agents uh, in DeRozan and and Rudy Gay. Yeah, totally agree. There's been a lot of talk about DeRozan wanting to go to the Lakers, possibly him and uh, Kyle Lowry. So we'll see how that goes. At 12, I have them taking Jalen Johnson, and like like you said, I have their most uh, poignant needs as center power forward, small forward. Jalen Johnson is a small forward slash power forward from Duke, average 11 and 6. He's the guy that left school early, and there's been a lot of debate about him, whether he off the court would be a good fit with the teams in the lottery. From what I heard, he has bad anxiety. So if that's what it is, I don't think that should be held against him. But we will have to see. But he's a great young player. And what better place to go learn under Coach Pop? I think he can coach him up and he'll be good to go. Shot 44% from three, good size. Uh, He kind of reminds me of Brandon Clark, who we were talking about earlier. But I think he's probably going to be a little bit better. At 41, they can select Quentin Grimes. He's a – he'll probably be shooting guard small forward, play either spot. Average 18 and six uh, in Houston. Great shooter, very natural player, can do it all. In my opinion, he's a first-round talent, but some people have him going in the 30s or 40s. If he falls to that spot, that would be a great replacement for DeMar DeRozan. Uh, up next, we have the New Orleans Pelicans, who finished 31-41, and 41, which is 11th in the West. They have picked, Now they have picked 17-51. and 51. Their free agents are James Johnson, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Willie Hernan Gomez, and James Nunnally. How do you feel... Uh, the Pelicans will fare next season. I feel a lot better now than I did this morning. Um, really? So, uh, I mean, getting Jonas Valanciunas in, I think, yeah. is a big help in the front court. Uh, I think he will play. He can shoot the three, unlike Adams. I think that fits a lot better again, uh, alongside Zion um, in that front court. I... I'm hoping that they can be more competitive next year because I would love to see Zion stay in New Orleans long term. 
Uh, I mean, how much fun was it to watch Giannis grow in Milwaukee and then eventually win a title? Um, I just, I, I really want them to succeed. I think that that move today, it allows them to uh, re-sign Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart if they want to uh, without it having a huge cap hit because shedding Adams and Bledsoe's salary was was uh, a great move for them, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, they don't get to draft 10th, but they have so much young talent here um, that do they really need another rookie? I think they more need... They, they need solid veterans to surround these guys with. And Adams and Bledsoe were just the wrong fit last year. Valanchunas uh, mm-hmm. is a great addition. Uh, I don't really know who they should take uh, with the 17th pick. Perhaps they could even find a way to dangle that so that they can get another veteran player that could come in and help this young core um, win ball games. Yeah, that's a great point. And it's, Crazy to think Jonas Valanciunas is 29. It seems like he's like 35 years old. But, I mean, he had another incredible season this year. And I think that's a perfect fit for the um, for the Pelicans because with the 10th pick, everyone was saying they need a big that can stretch the floor. But there's no big at, that will be available at 10 that can do that. So they found a way to get that and still have a high draft pick. I have them now. I just think they should take the best player available, which could be Keon Johnson if he falls or Zaire Williams, both super talented players, but they are projects and full of potential. So we'll just have to see what direction you go. I like the idea of trading the 17th pick for a veteran also because they need players that can play right now. They don't have time to wait around for Zion because he could could leave at any moment. Uh, We heard reports about that. Um, At pick 51, if they want to go for a shooter, Matthew Hurt from Duke, 6'9", big man from Duke, average 18 and 6. I mean, he's one of the best shooters in the draft for me. Shot 44% from three, just pure shot. His form is perfect. He can even play in the post. I think he will be a great fit to help him out on offense. Since they traded Reddick, they didn't really have a three-point shooter on the team. But up next. Last and final team, the Houston Rockets finished 17 and 55, which was last in the West. They have picks 2, 23, and 24. Those are key draft picks right there. Their free agents are Kelly Olenek, Dante Exum, DJ Wilson, David Nwaba, Sterling Brown, Anthony Lamb, and Armani Brooks. The Rockets are a very interesting team. Uh, what are their most glaring needs to you, or is it just everything (laughs) for me it's everything i mean right yeah they have christian they have christian wood and he's pretty much uh and maybe kevin porter jr and Kenyon martin jr and jay sean tate those are like the only guys that are somewhat of building blocks for the future um Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that they should uh draft by by uh, need they should draft best player available I agree. I agree. Do you have any idea what they should do at pick number two? Because everyone is pretty certain that Cade is going first. So they have Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, or Evan Mobley. Which player would you think would be the best fit? You know, I I will defer to you, but if I had to say Mm -hmm. one guy, I think I would pick Mobley. It just seems like in today's league, 
he can do, I think he might have um, the highest ceiling without as much, without as much risk potential as a guy like Jalen Green, who would probably be my second choice there. Right. And that's what everyone is saying. That's pretty much the consensus will be Evan Mobley. In my opinion, I'm going, you know, a little different than everyone else because just because of how much I believe in Jalen Suggs, the point guard from Gonzaga, pretty much no one has him going to Houston. But in my opinion, I see a little Damian Lillard in him, a little Brandon Roy in him. If he can hit that potential, I think that would be incredible for Houston to turn the whole franchise around because Damian Lillard went fifth. You know, no one expected him to do what he did. But Jalen Suggs is very much in the same vein as him. So we will see what happens. Uh, right, wait, I have a question for you. <laughs> if you, if okay. you were Houston's GM, would you try and trade down a couple spots and get more draft capital and still get your guy in Jalen Suggs? Yeah, I, I, that would be a great idea. If, if they wanted Jalen Suggs, they probably could move down to three or four and get even more talent yeah that that would be incredible actually um because i think that would be the best move yeah mm-hmm. for pretty much the consistency sucks is fourth uh for everyone else but for me i think he's second but like one b really uh he i really think he could be great but we shall see but yeah they probably will end up with mobley do you think mobley and christian wood can coexist together you know, I think it's possible, and if it's not, uh, Christian Wood has a really nice contract and could be true, an attractive true. trade option. That's a very good point, very good point. And at pick 23 and 24, they are players that should be able to start or compete for starting minutes on this developing team. Uh, I have them taken right now, Josh Christopher from Arizona State, just Supremely talented offensive player, very fluid, great shot, great handle. Uh, he's kind of a gunner, but, you know, if that's okay. Houston will get him right. They have time to develop him. And then at 24, Christopher is more of a ready-to-go player, but JT Thor is a complete project. Um, this is why I have him taking Suggs also, because Thor is a 6'10 big man from Auburn. He's a lefty, great defensive instincts. If you close your eyes out there, you see – a athletic small forward type of Kevin Garnett player out there. That's how freaky athletically this young man Ooh. is. And I, I just wonder what his ceiling can be if he reaches it. I mean, trust me, Steven, watch his take and you're going to say, wow. <laughs> but okay. he's super I raw. Will. He's su Yeah, he's very raw. But just what he could be could be great. Also one and of the Houston, best names in the draft. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And, I mean, Houston and OKC and the Magic, these are, like, the perfect type of teams that can take a risk like that because they have multiple picks and they're very young, so they can see if these players will develop and turn into, like uh, Milwaukee did with Giannis, see if they can turn into something. So we yeah. shall see. <laughs> so how excited are you about the draft, Steven? You know, I'm really excited. And uh, I actually, uh, if you don't mind, a friend of mine asked if I could ask you a question. Uh, okay, if, let's if do you, it. If you had a dynasty draft coming up and you had the sixth overall pick, uh, and let's say, <laughs> let's, say, let's say the top five guys are off the board, the top four obvious ones, 
Uh, who would be your next two picks? Your number five and your number six pick. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Asking for this a friend. Is, yeah, this is hilarious. <laughs> this is an inside joke. <laughs> but, yes, me and Steven are in a fantasy league together. And you know what? I can tell you the answer because I don't have a top 10 pick. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, Orlando could go in a number of directions at five. But if they do not take Scotty Barnes, I think he has the biggest upside. And I think, I mean, I don't like to, I don't want to ruin his career, but I see a lot of the potential that was in the 18-year-old Giannis Antetokounmpo and Scotty Barnes. Will he reach that and develop into that? I don't know, but he has the size and, you know, all the ability to do it. He's probably one of the best defenders in the league. Uh, Obviously, Jonathan Kaminga will probably be there. He is... He has that same potential. I think Kaminga and Scotty Barnes both have potential, the highest potential in this draft. He could turn into Kawhi Leonard. We just don't know. We will have to see. It's, it's, it's a number of guys. You mentioned James Booknight. He's a tremendous scorer. He reminds me a little bit of Devin Booker. So no matter which, who you pick at pick six, you should not be able to go wrong picking any other guys in the top ten. But I think, like, if you if the Warriors select Davion Mitchell, you probably don't want to go in that direction because he's going to be a backup. So there's a number of guys there, and like from six to twelve, probably they probably all could be interchangeable, except for the ceiling of Kaminga and uh, Scotty Barnes. So I'm I'm guessing you're going to probably go with Kaminga or Scotty Barnes, but we will see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This suspense <laughs> is killing me. And that's what the draft is all about. The suspense just gets you. I've been watching it since I was, I don't know, 10, 11 years old and, you know, going home from school and getting ready for that Thursday night draft. And now I try to to make sure that I don't have anything on the calendar for that night because mm-hmm. it's just it's so much fun. It really is. It really is. And, you know, what's crazy is every draft, everyone gets it wrong. And all the all the players that are supposed to be great, you know, only half of them pan out. Some of them are out of the league in two or three years when you never would have saw that coming. So hopefully this draft, everyone's going to pan out and, and live up to their potential. But we will just have to see. And I think it's even more so now with all these guys three, two, three years younger than they used to be 10 years ago. Yep, yep, exactly. There's a lot of 18 and 19 year olds in this draft that are full of potential, but you know, the free agency and, you know, guys try in the G league are full of guys with potential and talent, you know, that they just might not reach it. So we will have to see, but I would have to say, thank you so much, Steven, Steven Vidovich for joining me. Tell them your Twitter and all that. If they want to follow you and check out your work. Yeah. Uh, it's at Steven Vidovich. Um, and thank you for having me on, uh, you're doing a great job with this this show. I always get so excited for the new episodes and just pop in my my earbuds. So um, thanks for having me on, and and I hope to be back on sometime soon. Enjoy oh, the draft, course. everybody. Exactly. Of course, of course. Had to get you on because, like I said, I probably wouldn't be here without you. So I appreciate all your help with everything you did early on in my career at Hoopball. And, you know, I had to have you on. I'll definitely have you back on. And I still haven't forgotten our bet about Eric <laughs> So we're still waiting to see what the Warriors are going to do with those guys. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
So, yeah, thank you all for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, and review. And I hope you all have a wonderful day. We out of here. Peace. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.